Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Christine is going to come on and absolutely rock your world. So stick around because we're going to have an amazing hour-long interview. Before we dive into that, let's talk about these announcements. Number one, for you out there listening, I want to support you in becoming your greatest possible self, whatever that looks like. Whether it's staying tuned to the 12-hour marathon or the podcast and subscribing and getting all the latest updates, whether it's helping you with one-on-one coaching to build your platform, make a bigger impact, uh, launch your podcast, I'm here for you. So however I can support, or even if it's coming as a guest on the 12-hour marathon, I'm here to help you get your message out and live your greatest possible self. So let's talk. And you can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and find me on email. You can email if that's that's your uh, platform of choice, chris at beergps.com. I look forward to hearing from you and growing together. Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and this week's iTunes review is by Jen Hudgens. Jen says, love this podcast. This podcast is so motivating. I love the caliber of guests and the energy Chris brings to the show each and every time. Thanks so much, Jen. I appreciate you, and if you want to give us a review, if you want to stay tuned to the show, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self, and you'll find us, and you could subscribe and get all the latest updates, and I appreciate you being on the journey with us. I'm going to introduce Christine in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely, you don't want to miss a single golden nugget or juicy pineapple tidbit that Christine shares with us in this interview. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through till the end. And let's introduce her and then we will bring her on the screen because Christine Trippy is an award-winning hotel general manager who has been in the hospitality industry for over 30 years. She is the founder of The Wise Pineapple and author of Yes is the Answer. Christine helps leaders and organizations to be confident, empowered, and lead from the heart. And we're going to be diving into some great information in this conversation the whole time. And Christine is here with us. Christine, are you ready to rock the house? I am always ready to rock the house, Chris. Always ready. I love you. We are live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. You are such a powerhouse. You're just full of energy, full of aliveness. Like the pineapple is just surging through your veins. (laughs) It is, literally. (laughs) I love it. Well, hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. You have tons of experience, your journey, your story. We're going to dive into all of it, Christine. Before that, I want to hear from you, your perspective on this question. Money is blank, okay? And we're asking all the guests, what does that mean to them? What is What comes up for you? Uh, how has this impacted your life when you hear money is blank? Wow, that's that's a great question. And first of all, I'm so excited to be here, Chris. You are rocking. I don't know how you manage these 12-hour marathons. I've been watching you all day. And man, I thought I had a lot of energy. Man, you, sir, bring the energy. Thank you. Thank you. So that's awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so as far as money goes, that's so 
so interesting that you say that. I know I have all the wrong answers for this question. (laughs) I'm really not money and financially motivated. Mm. However, I do know that you need to make money in order to do the things that you need to do in life. Not just have a roof over your head and whatnot, but the more um, you can generate, whether it's for a charity or for uh, your family to send your kids to college. I know all that's super important. And to make a good living and put yourself in a certain standing is great. But I am truly not financially motivated. I mean, to some degree, I know we all are. But uh, when it comes to what I do for a living and from the very beginning of my career, it's never been about the financial aspect Mm. of it. But it's about making a difference. However, I know that you need to um, bring home the Benjamins in order (laughs) (laughs) in business, uh, be using um, money smart and being productive to run a business and be able to be there for others. So if we were running our businesses smart and well, then we wouldn't be able to serve the people that we serve. So I know how important it is, but for me personally, I really am not that financially motivated. <laughs> That's great. No, I love I love the insight. I love the honesty. And I love how from the beginning you've been about service. You've been about people. You've been about really like making a, a difference and an impact in the companies and the cultures and the places that you've worked. And that was the main driver. Great. Money's going to be there. Money's going to come. I know that's going to be there. I trust that. And my focus, primary intention is the, the people. And I, I'm really getting that from you. I, I love that. It's like a really pure place to come from, Christine. And it's true. It's it's it, that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So I want to dive more into your uh, professional stand for human beings. You wrote a book. Tell us more about this pineapple. <laughs> you got so much going on. Tell us more. I do. I do. <laughs> um, well, uh, as far as how my hospitality career began, yeah. it's kind of I think great for your audience and my own audience. Uh, I actually started in hospitality at at 13 years old, wow. and I came from very humble beginnings. Again, I I, did, I wasn't motivated by finances, <laughs> uh, but I, I worked for a, a restaurant, a small Italian restaurant in Hanover Park uh, called Van Gusto, and I was a bus busser. I bus tables. And so as soon as I became illegal, I got a real job at Ponderosa. Ooh. And that, that's where things uh, also started to take form of serving people and and making a difference each day. However, I was happened to be in the high school work program, mm. and I always wanted to work for a hotel. It just seems so romantic, and it is wow. so romantic. Um, and I just wanted to work for a hotel. So being a part of the high school work program, one of the deals is that you need to work in the field you would like to actually develop a career in. Right. So I had this, you know, passion. And so I decided I was going to apply uh, for a hotel position. So I applied at the Red Roof Inn and mm-hmm. I applied at the Hampton Inn in Schaumburg. I don't know if anyone's from the Chicagoland area. These are Chicagoland areas. <laughs> I also applied at Pizza Hut. Wow. And I never heard back from Red Roof Inn. So sad for them. They they really missed out. They missed out. (laughs) Uh, However, I immediately heard back from Pizza Hut and I knew that I would nail that job. I was already, you know, four years in with um, restaurants and serving people in that aspect. However, I just had this in my heart. I just wanted to work at a hotel. So the Hampton Inn called me and they offered me a position. 
to be a van driver slash laundry girl. Wow. Now, I'm totally fine with all of that. <laughs> However, I want to let you know that at the time I was 17. I had just gotten my license not too long before that. I had never driven on an expressway. And in order to be the van driver, you'd have to get a B license and drive an 18-passenger van. Dang. And hot damn tamale, man, Chris. My heart just sunk. My stomach just sunk. I I was like, how am I going to put people's lives in my hands? But I wanted it so badly. So I said yes. Yes is the answer. So I said yes. And I took the position. And from that moment on, and I didn't even really, what I wasn't even really aware of what I was doing at the time, but it's been the lesson my entire life mm. that when you have an opportunity before you, if it scares the hell out of you, that's the right opportunity. And I, I can't imagine where I would be right now if I had taken the pizza job, the comfortable option in that in that scenario i knew i could do that easy without even thinking about it with my eyes closed however i just had that that drive and but even though it scared the hell out of me i did it went for it right went for it so from there i was again 17 years old i started they quickly saw that i was uh, my talents were being wasted in the laundry room (laughs) and in the van and I moved to the front desk and supervisor role and whatnot. And it was only a year later when I was 18 that I was opening up my own Hampton Inn for this management company as the assistant general manager. So that's how my career began. And again, it was probably the best lesson of my entire life about choosing that scary option. Um, if, if you've got options before you, don't let the anxiety of the, the unknown and the uncertain scare you that know that that's the sign to take it (laughs) you never want a job where you know you can do it easily because there's no learning code there's no growth there Mm. so Mm. that was such a massive lesson some people play it safe though you know and they and they stay in that in that fear and that anxiety for Mm. years decades sometimes even their entire life so i i really acknowledge you for diving in christine and just like going after your passion and what was important to you and taking the leap and you you started to see after that i'm sure that saying yes was like a pattern in your life to really like teach that to other people, to your employees, your staff, when you were doing consulting and trainings and things like that, like you, you taught that, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And again, when I was in the moment at 17, I didn't really realize that, but it did quickly come because uh, I moved fast and hard. So my career just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just went in the trajectory. That's right. And I, like I was 18 and I thought at that time, um, again, I was in the work program in high school when I had started, uh, school wasn't really something that was great for me. I wasn't the superstar student, (laughs) but I was amazing at work. I loved going to work because that's where I felt great because I did so well. Mm. Um, and then, so when I got that opportunity right out of school, I, I, I thought, well, this will be my college. And it really to some degree was. Later on, I did go back to um, a community college and went back to college in that form. But uh, that really was how my my stepping stone and my 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 beginning of that that learning journey for yeah. me. 
That's incredible. So what were the biggest lessons that you learned from, you know, opening up the, the first Hampton, it was Hampton Inn, right? Like that was, that was the, what you opened up as the assistant general manager. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your growth after that, some of the big milestones, uh, biggest lessons that you picked up along the way. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, <laughs> um, like I said, it went fast and hard. So from there, uh, pretty much every couple years, uh, I would I would move on to the next. Because once I mastered that area, I just I have this burning need inside me that I need to continue to grow and develop and and move and learn. So uh, the next step, I I went I went to the Crown Plaza, I went to the Hilton, I worked at the Marriott, I uh, I did many different things from catering to sales to front office to to revenue, all of the different disciplines. Um, so I, again, fast and hard. However, the very first lesson, and this is why I love to get a hold of, uh, I also work for Marriott International, and I love working with our Voyagers. Voyagers are a program of our college grads that are just starting their career, and I love to get a hold of them to share some of those early lessons. And the very first lesson I learned at 18 years old when you are the boss and, <laughs> and when you went from being line level associates together and now all of a sudden you've moved to this level, higher level and also you are managing older uh, associates and you're 18, <laughs> that's, a re- that's probably the hardest thing any leader goes through mm-hmm. is moving from in the same property, moving from that line level associate where you're peers with everybody. And now all of a sudden you're their boss. Mm -hmm. So that's a really uh, challenging uh, opportunity. So I love one of my favorite things to coach on is coaching and how to respectfully coach others so that you don't feel like you're always telling them what they're doing wrong. So that 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 was my first lesson because I I had a, I had a lot of years to learn how to do that right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. I think it's such a valuable skill to be able to coach and provide wisdom and share, regardless of where people are at. Some people might walk into an executive room and feel like, oh my gosh, these people are like way out of my league. You know, they're you know executives of Fortune 500 companies or whatever, and like, what? Who am I compared to them? But if you know stuff and you're confident in your abilities and you know you you have something of value to offer them, you have experience, things like that, of course, it might not be the most comfortable, but you really get to focus on, hey, I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to share this information and I'm going to take my insecurity or fears or whatever ever, ever else might be in there and move those aside and then just be with these people and you know treat them like human beings because that's what we all are together. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a, a long journey to learn all of that. Oh my <laughs> and that's why I love to share it with uh, my newbies early so that um, they can start their career yeah. with that and not yeah. have to uh, struggle as much. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is incredible. And at what point did you say I I need to get this training, this wisdom, everything that I've been doing, kind of for for companies in a in a private sort of way and and behind closed doors, and you know for people who hired me, consultants, whatever, as, as a career, and shift it to I want to make this information available more publicly, more for social media, more for people who buy the book and different things like that. When did that really become a a big decision for you? Well, great question, and it kind of skips a lot of years there. Yeah. However, I will say that as a hotel operator for 30 years, yeah. I, again, 
was all over the place and um, did work from all kinds of different brands and, yeah. and, and in different positions. Um, however, in the role I'm in right now as a senior manager of operations for Merit International, I support all the managed select brands across the country. Jeez. And my main job is to um, support hotels that are struggling a little bit, observe their observation uh, 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 operations and their guest service scores and whatnot, and help them be successful and achieve great results. Right. So, so in all of my hotels I've been at, I've always, with my small teams, done all the uh, training and guess is the answer and culture in my four walls. Right. However, as I started across the country and de delivering it everywhere in all these different markets, and it was so, so overwhelmingly wanted and needed and appreciated and, and more and more requests for it, more and more requests for it. I, I, I just knew that if I could give two gifts to all service providers, I don't care what industry you're in or what level you are, if I could give two gifts to all service providers, it would be these two things. One, to help them understand that they have the power to change the world every single day. Mm. It's not just punching a clock. We don't just serve food, clean rooms, and check people in. We get to change the world every day. And when you can sh mind shift that to that, it changes your whole life. It changes not only at work, but at home and school. And if I could give everybody that purpose and understanding, that would be the first thing I'd want to share with everybody. <laughs> well, so it, it's really to view every action, everything that we're doing, it's changing the world. It's making a massive impact. It changes mm -hmm. someone's day. It like really makes the difference in someone's life. I have a million yes stories that are uh, life-changing you know, from very simple things to to more very significant things in people's lives. And I hear uh, one of my favorite stories in the book, so I, I'll, I'll save that for then. But uh, I can share with you a number of different things where we get, I feel so fortunate for the last 33 years to be in a position to have a platform that I get to impact people from all over the world. Every day I meet people from all makes of life in, in all over the world, and I get to make a difference for them. And when you walk into work, instead of thinking, I mean, think about how hard the job of a housekeeper is. It is so hard. And some of those ladies have been doing it 25 years, four, five to six days a week, 25 to, to 18 to 25 rooms a day, and after Valentine's Day. Yep. <laughs> And, but if you can change their perspective to, mm. I've got to clean 18 rooms today, or whose life do I get to change today? Mm. That's a gift that's priceless. Christine, oh, this, yeah, is, this is this is so beautiful, and I, I really hear your experience um, making the most out of the job, out of the career, wherever anyone is at. I'm sure you've had times where it was difficult to have someone be bought into and, and like enrolled, so to speak, in the company, in the culture, in the mission. And so I'm sure there was a, a time where you're like frustrated. How do I get people to see what I see and get them to like work and, and, and work as hard as I work and be as enthusiastic and passionate about my work as I am. How do I, how do I do that? Did you ever experience something like that? 
all the time. And you know what? I'll, I'll give Al the, the viewers um, uh, something they can take with them, not just, you know, oh, here's about me. Um, but here's a, a great um, way to go in, especially when you are taking over a team and you're new or if you're opening a hotel or opening a restaurant or opening a, a, a retail store, you're just starting the team, whether you're just starting or you're taking over a team. One of the things that I do when I get started is I have a big team rally because when your boss changes, it's really scary. You've got to, you're thinking about how you have to reprove yourself and, and, you know, reset that whole system and, and, and culture. And you don't know what kind of person they're going to be. It's very scary when someone new is coming in. So I always like to create a big rally. And make it fun. I have uh, always a lesson that goes along with it or, you know, motivation, if you will. But one of the things that I always do is I'll let's just say for all your listeners, you can just get a flip chart and you can ask your whole group, what do you want from an amazing work experience? Mm. This is my number one job is to build leaders and to create an amazing culture for you to enjoy and love to come to every day. Because we spent a lot of time together. So I want to know what it is that you want. I don't want to stand up there and tell everybody what my vision is and what blah, 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 blah. I want to know what they want. So then as we go through and we write everything down, we get all their answers. Um, we'll read through it back and we kind of all do a big commitment. Whether you have everybody do high fives on a wall and paint or everybody signs it or thumbprints or, you know, whatever that might look like. But everybody commits. That this is all what you all just said you would like out of a great work experience. Now we are all going to commit. I didn't say this is what I expect of you. You all said that. So how are we going to make this happen? And then we kind of debrief a little bit about how we all need to commit and how we all show up. It's not all about me. It's not all about the assistant general manager or the managers. But it's about how each one of us shows up. And then we post this in the back. And we have the commitment. And when someone's not living up to that commitment, we'll go back to that. And, and again, in a great con, uh, coaching opportunity, rather than saying, hey, you're not showing up on time. This is against our policy, blah, 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 blah. You can come back to that and say, you know, what, what thing on here on our commitment, our values, that we might be not living up to right now? And in order to break through anything, you have to do three things. You have to identify what the issue is. You have to own it, that that's me. I did that, not anybody else. <laughs> and then you can act on it. So when you bring that associate to that board and you ask them, they're the one who gets to identify, hey, I'm not, I'm not being respectful and on time. And two, they're owning it. It's not me telling them, hey, you're not being respectful and on time. Right. Not owning it. And, you're, and, now, and now what are we going to do to change it? What, how are we going to act on that? That's so, good. Uh, that is yeah. that is a great formula because, like, it's it's really with anything. You you first have to be aware. You have to identify something that's not working as well as you'd like it to. Whether you know this this applies to any area of life, whether it's your right. health and wellness, whether it's yeah. your career, whether it's finances, relationships. Yeah. You first have to identify that something isn't the way that you like it to. And I love how you first started with brainstorming about like what are the values that we really want to stand for. What do we want this experience to be? 
be like. It's like setting the the uh, there's a word a code of conduct kind of thing. Like yeah, a, okay, how yeah. do we want to show up? What's the culture that we want? But not just in business. You could do it in your finances, your relationships, your career, wherever. And I think mm-hmm. it's valuable to say what's the issue. You get to own it. You need to be responsible. Hey, you know, I, I take responsibility for the part that I contributed to making this the way that it is, or you know, bringing in the energy or the approach or the actions or behaviors right. that didn't contribute to it. And then, okay, what's the new solution? How do we act on this? How do we change the way that it is so that we create new results? Absolutely. Absolutely. In every facet of your life, you can, you can decide how identify, own it, and then act on it. And I'll give you one more example, especially because I like to give, I'm just trying to make sure that this isn't all about me. It's powerful. This is great. I'm loving it. By the way, before you, before you go any further, because I know people who are tuning in right now, live or replay or podcast, like this is so valuable. This is great stuff. And I want you to take a screenshot of it and hashtag pineapple and uh, tag me on it. And then I'll make sure I get it over to Christine because this is gold. This is gold. So keep going, Christine. This is awesome. <laughs> but again, yeah, I, I really want to make sure that the, that our, our talk isn't all just all about, you know, me and my, my career or whatnot. I really want to make sure that people see me and come away with something that they can go back today. And you, now. Yeah, actionable. Yes. So here is one of my favorite, favorite coaching tips. And that is, uh, so for example, let's just, because my, my, my business is hospitality. So let's just say I inspected a room and the bed isn't to the standard okay so again uh just as a fyi uh for all the guests out there i know that the bed and the bath are the two most important things to you so i'm going to make oh, sure yeah. they're oh yeah <laughs> so at any rate so maybe i bring that housekeeper in and if i were to bring her in and go and remember i just talked about how hard they work their job is tough so if I were to bring them back in and be like, oh, Minerva, you didn't do this or the pillows aren't this. Or, <laughs> and, you know, and they're just they're not hearing anything that you're saying because mm-hmm. they're just going rag, rag, rag. I work so hard and no one, you know, all they do is bitch. Right. Is that OK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so rather than do that and then again, get nothing from it besides yeah. maybe fill your own self for, for coaching on it. Bring Minerva back in, talk about some of the things in her room and whatnot, but then say, Minerva, from one to 10, what would you rank this bed? Just like one of our guests, what would you rank this bed? And now Minerva gets to identify it, own it, and then she can act on it. And she, she's going to be her toughest critic. And wow. she, if she might say, you know, I'd give it a seven. And we say, okay, is a seven good enough? No. And, and sometimes I will say, you know, some of our hotels are in charge of a hefty rate. If, if you are spending $250 to sleep in this bed for one night, is this the bed you want to sleep in? Wow. And, you know, so so it's like really That's getting great. them into thinking about, hey, these guests are spending $250 or more to sleep in this bed one night. Wow. So when you help them understand that, that they, it helps them take more pride. So at any rate, back to the, the one through 10, she says, um, I give it a seven. Then I say to her, why not a perfect 10? She says, well, you know what? This could be straighter. This is wrinkle or there's a stain here, wh- whatever that might be. And then say, okay. So now she's identified it. She's owned it because she just made that bed. And now we can talk about acting on it. I've got, you know, here's some solutions. Here's, how, you know what? Maybe you can spend a day working with um, 
so-and-so that's really good at bed and we can work on that. And then one other little add-on tip here is always coach to the WIFM. You know what the WIFM is, Chris? What's in it for me? Ah, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Some people know, some people don't. So always coach to the WIFM. If I say, Minerva, we need to get these pores up because my bonus is attached to them. Who <laughs> doesn't care about that? No. <laughs> right. So, so talk about the wisdom. What's in it for them? Say, Minerva, I know that you're working on getting that gift card incentive at the end of the month. Let me show you a couple tips that help you get the inspection scores you need to get that card. Mm. Now, Minerva's going to be more interested in that. So, just to recap, <laughs> bring it. This is great. This is so great. In order to break through anything, and especially to coach others, help them break through by identifying, by owning it, and then they can help help them act on it, share with how they can do it better, um, coach by uh, the one through ten method, letting them rank their work, and again, identify, own, and act, and then always coach to the with them. Not what's in it for you or what everybody else needs, but what's in it for that person standing in front of you, mm. whether it's growth, whether it's opportunity, whether it's um, uh, a bonus, uh, whether it's just pride in their work, always speak to what's important to the person standing in front of you. Wow. And it also, I'm sure, takes some level of rapport and knowing what's important to them. So if you yeah. just try to blanket statement, oh, everyone wants a raise. Oh, everyone wants to be celebrated for doing a good job. That may or may not be true, but you know, everyone everyone has different preferences. Everyone has like unique tendencies and things that are important to them and, and to be celebrated and acknowledged. And you know, family might be really important for someone, the finances might be for someone else, just integrity, personal integrity and doing a good job. So it really takes knowing who you're talking to as well and investing the the time to do that. But I love this. I love that it's it's really practical, you know, the one to ten. It's like giving giving them the power for self evaluation because you're someone's not always going to be there you as a leader or a boss or a manager or whatever might not always be there so if they can get that habit get in the habit of how would i rate this this deliverable how would i relate this uh, rate this room how would i relate rate this product this service this delivery mm-hmm. how, what what would i give myself and that's a great just automatic habit to instill into somebody, but they won't learn it unless someone shows them how to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And and get them to identify it. Yeah. If yeah. you're the one just always telling them, they're mm-hmm. thinking, eh, rag, 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 and you're crazy, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that, that's great. But when you get them to identify it, the, everything changes. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Wow, I love it. So this is this is great, super practical, valuable. I love it, Christine. Now I want to I want to talk about because I don't think you've really dove into it yet. When did you say I'm I'm meant to write a book? I'm re- meant to take this this wisdom that I've I've cultivated, all this beautiful experience, and working in many different hotels and and you know all all around the world. Um, when did you say I want to get this out in a new medium and and take what I've learned and really make a bigger difference with it? Well. Honestly, I've always probably had this in the back of my head, but yeah. truly coming from a very humble beginning and whatnot uh, and coming from a small town and things like that, I didn't think a lot of things were uh, actually 
like possible for me because that's yeah. what other big people can do, you know? Right. So it took a long time, but there was part of me that always, I love to read. I am, I always call it my college in a car. I'm listening to books on tape. Mm-hmm. I'm reading books. I, I'm, I'm a ferocious learner. Yes. So yes. I, I always, I had this, you know, inkling in me that I wanted to um, write a book and, and share some of my experience. Yeah. So when it really came to fruition where I'm like, I'm going to do this <laughs> was when I did take this position with Marriott, where I'm crossing the country and, and going from market to market, literally from coast to coast, mm-hmm. I am covering the, the gamut here. And when I started to see that the stuff I have to offer is not just awesome and welcome and wanted in my four walls, my you know little hotel four walls, but across the country, people are like, I want more of that. I need it. How do I get her to my hotel? I'm just like, I need to share this because when I would go through and I cross the country doing my yes is the answer training, uh, so often people would call me back. Can you go over that with me again? Can you uh, share that with my team? Can you send me, you know, help me with these hard no's? You know, things like that. And I, I kept saying, I need to write this book. So when I took this position, um, and just a little side note here, being a general manager of a hotel is all encompassing. <laughs> so it takes a lot of extra time yeah. to write books and stuff when I'm with a general manager. But now in this role, I'm in the airport a lot. I'm on airplanes a lot. And mm. I decided every time I'm on an airplane, I'm going to start writing this book. That's right. And I wrote it fairly quickly. Uh, I wanted it to be a small snack of a book that really just focused on my four steps to always say yes. Uh, and there's a, there's a bit more in it, but I just really wanted it to be a snack of a book because it's really hard to get people to read these days. You know, mm. there's so much, there's so much other distractions in the world. Yep. So I wanted it to be short and sweet where people can get through it in a good 90 minutes and come away with some solid, solid value. Yeah. So that, that was my intent. So I did that and that was about four years ago. So in the process of not knowing anything about writing a book or editing and, you know, all that stuff, I got hung up a number of times trying to learn all of the stuff you need to know, all the Mm -hmm. things. Um, And then I really got stuck uh, at one point with an editor and just trying to find someone who can edit. I think I've paid four or five editors. So if there's any mistakes in the book, my God. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I think those are the things. And there were many times where I'm just like, oh, this, is, this just isn't meant to be. Yeah. And then I'm going to share with you that I probably have, have procrastinated a little bit mm-hmm. and and held back quite a bit because I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to have. I have about 4,000 followers on a private group of hospitality people. I am out there on LinkedIn. I'm out there on the social net. You know, uh, platforms. Yeah. However, I can block and delete anybody <laughs> when I want. I'm, a, I'm, I'm terrified about putting myself out there this, this grand, mm. and and being open to you know trolls or bad reviews yeah. or. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you what was my breakthrough. Um, I'm sure you know Brene Brown. Yep. Okay, listening to Bre- Brene Brown's story about um, Teddy Roosevelt's uh, speech, the arena, and about how she did that TED talk and it went viral and then she read the comments. Mm -hmm. And saw just 
the awfulness of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and how she, how she you know just sunk and she wanted to you know give up and go away and and all of that. And then um, she heard Teddy Roosevelt's speech and. It's, a, it's an amazing story. You should watch her special on Netflix. It's great. <laughs> or it's or great. just Google her TED Talk. But when she said, she after listening to that story, uh, she said, it is it, that from this day forward, um, if you are not standing in the arena with me, putting yourself out there, your opinion doesn't count. Wow. And and for me, she, she said, she'll say that, um, there was life before that that quote, and, or not quote, but story, and there was uh, life after that. And not that I'm not scared, <laughs> but every day I wake up and I choose courage over comfort because of Brene's wow. message and, and so many messages I've, I've gotten over the years. But, but really, that was the, the one that I think made me, I just, I just needed to hear it in a different way. And I said, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I love I love that you mentioned that this has kind of been a, a desire for you your entire life. You know, you kind of had this within you. And I think it's cool because some people like have it within them and some people don't and it like develops over time. But it's it's really it's a lot of fun to hear people's lifelong journey of bringing it into reality. And you got this inkling saying, okay, now is the time start, time to start, you know, putting together in airports and just writing when I can yep. and then sending it off to editors and like just encourage encountering resistance and challenges and difficulties and opportunities to remember like how how committed are you how dedicated how disciplined how how willing are you to get this thing to completion i think um it's like the birthing process of anything any any great creation whether it's a kid or a book or a company or whatever else it might be like there's a process to that and I love your your tenacity, and I also love that you mentioned you know every day it's courage over over comfort. And Brene Brown was a huge inspiration for you; like she's so awesome. And uh, I just I love that the objective is growth. The objective is to step into that which you're most resisting and most afraid of, so that you can produce your greatest works. So so that you can really serve people because that's such a big priority for you, such a deep value for you to make a contribution and really make a difference for people's lives. So you recognize, hey, I got to put my stuff out of the way so I can actually go serve even more people, bring this value to hotels and uh, restaurateurs and managers and people who want to provide that great customer and culture experience. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, um, I, I've, I've loved every minute of the journey. It's been it's been hard, but whether it's writing a book, whether it's posting for a new position, whether it's having a critical conversation mm. every day, that's what helps me is saying I'm choosing courage over comfort mm. and I step outside that zone. And, it, and again, right back to the very first lesson I learned in my professional life uh, of choosing the Hampton Inn over Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's choosing courage over comfort. Wow. Always been there. And, and it was the jobs that I took that I wasn't scared that I probably lasted lasted six months because I was yeah. bored. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when, when did pineapple become your thing? When did that happen? Oh, that is so awesome. So, um, so it started very organically. So <laughs> in this position I'm in right now where I cross the country, I knew that I would see so many amazing things and best practices from all mm. the awesome leaders out there. So I wanted to start a platform where I can share 
new things I'm learning, new things I'm seeing, uh, my traveling experiences, stuff like that. So I started a Facebook group and I just really invited a, you know, a few of my main uh, peers that I had worked with as a general manager here in the Chicagoland area. And then as I would visit a hotel, I'd say, you know what? You can follow me on the Wise Pineapple. I called it the Wise Pineapple. And, uh, and join, join with me and, you know, learn, you know, every day, my mission for the group was to every day share positive energy and hotel know-how from the road. And I'll let you know a little secret. I really wanted to call it the Pineapple Express because, <laughs> because I would be out there on the road on the Express and, yeah. and all of that. And, uh, but then, you know, the movie, and it's yep. all about the movie. Yep. So not, not the brand you want. <laughs> So I came up with the white pineapple because if you might not know this, Chris, that the um, symbol of hospitality is a pineapple. Do you wow. know that? I didn't know okay. that. Okay, well, know there that. you go. So the symbol of hospitality is the white, is a pineapple, and we're all smart hospitaliers. <laughs> um, so uh, that's why I decided to call it the white pineapple, because we're all smart hospitaliers. And then thinking about, always seeing that little quote. Um, it, the quote is, uh, be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown and be sweet on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And, and I love pineapples. If I, if I did a scan of my room right now, you see pineapples everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought, I just love that. How do I blend that to what I do? Mm -hmm. And I'm just, and when it came to me, I, it was, it was actually on a flight. I was landing in LAX. When I was looking out the window and it came to me that everything I do and teach is all about being confident, being empowered, and leading from the heart. And that was exactly stand tall, be confident, wear your crown, be empowered, be sweet on the inside, and lead from the heart. So that's where everything came from. Wow. Uh, I, lo I love how you you took the different parts of it and like you know to be to have the crown the, the big big green leaves that shoot out the top that's like that's be proud you got to be confident you got to own your value and whatever position people are in you know like whether it's uh, a maid a housemaid who's like cleaning the the room or you know making the bed whatever else it might be um, or someone who's a manager and running like a lot of different stuff you really get to be confident and own your value you get to be kind you get to be sweet you get to be empowered uh it's awesome i love it i love it absolutely and the whole yes is the answer it's uh it's throughout the book the whole three pieces are are there everywhere mm. it's always intertwined and that is all of my workshops all of my consulting everything is shaped around being confident being empowered and leading from the heart mm. that's amazing tell us more about um how you gain trust and connection and rapport with new businesses and hotels that you go into? Like, how do you, how do you get them to really open up to you and, and want to be led by you? That is awesome. Uh, well, first of all, very much like I, the, the tip I gave everybody a few minutes ago, um, is I don't come in saying, this is wrong. This is wrong. You need to do this. You should do that. Blah, blah. You know? right. And I, that's not who I am. I, and, you know, in the beginning, not everybody knew this about right. me. What, what they did know is I have an exceptional history, mm. that I have award-winning hotels at almost every hotel I've ever worked for. And with Marriott, I was named general manager of the year. I took a red zone hotel that was 
very toxic mm-hmm. and in a very depressed area. And in six months, we were not only green zone, but we were number one on TripAdvisor. We were number one in our region. We had great AES, which is associate engagement satisfaction. Wow. Um, and not only that, we were out of a thousand Marriott courtyards. We were ranked 48th. Dang. And that, and what I really want to share with you, why that is so incredible, is because our courtyard was we, we like to call a legacy property, which means it's one of the oldest of the old. Yeah. <laughs> It was 30 years old. It wasn't renovated, like brand new renovation. It was in a very toxic area, very depressed area. Hmm. So, you know, for to take a hotel like this, where most people would go, "Ah, a Gen 1 building, a legacy building, you can only get this high. You know, Hmm. this is about as high as you can get, maybe mid 60s. We took it all the way up. Hmm. (laughs) And then once we, we achieved every goal, we were like, okay, the only thing left is be number one in the whole world. So that's what we started going for after that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, so that there helped everybody go, you know what? I'd love for her to come take a look at my operations. You know, so mm. I, I had a reputation of success and, and um, energy and positivity. Yeah. But then when I got there, when I first do my um, my little get to know you, I go around, I let everybody get to know me and or get uh, tell me about them, mm-hmm. and then I tell them a little bit about me, kind of a little bit like we talked about in the beginning um, about I'm going to shape everything by confidence, empowerment, and heart, and that sort of thing. And then as I'm going around the table, I ask each leader, when you found out we were going to have this meeting, what is one thing you said to yourself? I want to get this out of that meeting. What is your expectation today? And then I let them know because I'm here to serve you. If you win, I win. And, I, and my sole purpose here today is to get ha, help you reach the goals and dreams that you want to reach. So I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, to do an audit on you. I'm not here to report you to anybody. I'm here to help you reach the dreams you want. And so that's how we start the day off. And I really mean it. And I think people get that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You're just like, just your energy is so strong that anyone who like may have had some resistance or like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Like, you're just so, you just keep going, right? Hard and fast. Like, that's you. Like, there's no stopping, no stopping Christine. You're freaking pineapple. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. So um, that's really beautiful. And I wanted to dive in real quick in terms of culture. You mentioned a couple of things that we can do to, to create a better culture and check in with people. Is there anything else you'd recommend around culture and creating culture, making it a, a great experience both for the employees and for um, you know clients and customers? Honey, <laughs> <laughs> you are stepping in it right now because we are t- we are about to walk into something I can talk about for four hours straight. Yes. Uh, but I'm just going to give you a little tiny, tiny little piece of this. Everybody who knows me knows that uh, that I have one like soapbox thing yep. that I talk about in all my visits and all my consulting, everything. And that is everybody knows it by a different name. Most generally in the business world, it might be called a stand up. Okay. okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That early morning or pre shift meeting 
we I like to call it a huddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so I like to call it huddle. In our world, we have different names for them. However, I will tell you what, as a leader, our number one job every day is to build leaders. When I walk through that door or wherever, whatever door I walk through, my number one job is to build leaders. That's, that's it. It's not to get the schedule done. It's not to do payroll. It's not, those are manager tasks. Mm. My number one job is to build future leaders. Mm. So, so that's what, what uh, my, my priority is each day I walk in. Yeah. So I know that in our whirlwind world, and I know running an operation is hard. I know. <laughs> I know it's hard. But when, when the whirlwind takes over, the first things that we cut are our leadership meetings, our, our huddles, those things. Because it's not a guest saying, I need this, or right. a customer saying this, or our sales saying, we're not there. However, if you don't have these core pieces of our culture, everything falls apart. It is huddle that will, and I like to say this to people too, I am not the smartest person in any room. I am just your average gal from the mean streets of Hanover Park that <laughs> loves to serve. <laughs> However, the reason why I've had award-winning success in almost every hotel I've been at is because of the culture that I bring to those hotels. Mm. And huddle is the number one thing you can do to build leaders and to have a great culture and I'll I'll tell you um there's a lot of it in the book and also on my website uh as of August um 18th when we launched the book yes Yes. is the answer I'm going to have huddle best practices I call them my pineapple pro tips they're free sources just for you love it so that I've got a whole list of the huddle uh best practices and whatnot but I'll say this I'll just show you this one thing is um, cause I'd love to tell you a little bit about the yes process, yes. If I could, but, um, I like that. Yes is the answer, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> um, is thousands of people were interviewed and they were asked, what is the number one reason you leave a job? And do you know what the number one reason, number one thing that came back reason what? why what? you have a guess? Uh, they didn't feel like their presence mattered. They weren't being, um, you know, acknowledged enough. It's perfect. The number one, the word that was used is I don't get recognized, Mm. but that's exactly it. I'm not valued for what I do. And this is all different industries and whatnot. Thousands of people interviewed. The number one word that came back was I'm not recognized. The three things that follow that where I don't get training to get to that next level. I don't, yep, I don't have information to do my job well, and I don't have goals. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to feel like they are achieving and they're working towards something and they're meeting it. Mm-hmm. These are the four things that we do in Huddle every day. Mm-hmm. We share information about what's happening in the day. We train on some kind of key metric or uh, skill set. We set a goal, whether it's a daily shift goal or whether it's a long-term goal. And then the last thing we should do is recognize our, our team. And not mm-hmm. just the leaders, but if everybody is focused and you do this every day, where at the last thing you do is your shout outs. I always say, okay, who's got a shout out? Then what happens is you start to see that this is what's going to happen every day. And now you go into your day looking 
for good things people are doing to bring mm. it back to huddle the next day. Wow. It's just like writing a gratefulness journal where you know you're going to have to think of something. So all day long, you look for something to write tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that, if you're doing this every day, informing, training, setting goals, and recognizing, mm. I promise you, your results are going to change. Mm. Wow. This is gold. Christine, this is amazing. So uh, diving real quick into the yes, uh, yes. the yes formula. Tell us about that. What do we need to know? Okay. Well, I, I won't go into all. I want to share though that is four simple steps, and there's a long, not a long story, but there's a little story in the book of how it all came to be, and it was about one of my failures. How I came in to one of my uh, teams, and we had this big rally, and we said yes is the answer. What is the question? This is our <laughs> motto, and yes. and then I ask everybody uh, usually is uh, what, what happened after that, and basically nothing mm. because. A lot of managers, I, I go into a lot, hundreds of hotels where I'll see yes is the answer posted, and I'll ask that general manager one or two of my hard no questions, mm. and they have no idea how to answer it yes. Mm. It is not enough to tell your associates and your team that yes is the answer. We have to teach them how to say yes, mm. and that's not easy. Mm. And well, it actually is super easy, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's simple, but it, it's not easy. I'll say that. It's a simple process, but you have to practice it mm. and, and you have to teach it. You can't just tell somebody yes is the answer. So I'll, there's four steps. So I'm just going to give you the very first one. So the very first step is to make friends first. Okay. And it sounds ridiculously simple, like, duh, make friends first. But when you get confronted with an obviously no answer, the anxiety of that no answer makes you, makes you not make friends. Wow. And you just want to rip it off like a bandaid and go, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately. And when you have to say, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately, you shrink in your confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just making friends first, make sure that you make that friendship first, build that relationship, and then you can go into the next step. And I don't know if we're running on time, if you, if you want me to explain an example or not, but, um, but that's the first step. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's, let's just get the steps out. And I know people can get more info. They can get the book, go to your yeah. website. So we'll complete the steps and then uh, they can hear more examples from you personally. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I won't even share all the steps. I'll just go into one example of make friends first. Okay. So for example, let's just say uh, a guest asks for a late checkout. Mm -hmm. And you know that housekeeping has already told you, if you give out one more late checkout, we're mm -hmm. out of here. <laughs> uh, so let's just say that might be the situation. And inside, you are the anxiety of having to tell that guest no mm -hmm. makes you shrink in your confidence. And we're all about being confident. So go right into, thank you for letting me know how I can make your stay better. Mm. Immediately when you take that breath and make friends first, that person, you're already building a relationship and that person on the other line, uh, on, the, on the other side knows that you are leading from the heart and really want to help them. Yes. You're on their side. Yes. And then you go into the next step. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more quick example of make friends first. You can use this in your personal life as well. Let's just say your daughter comes down and says, hey, mom, I need the car on Saturday night. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm really good at this at work, but I need practice at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes at home, the emotions are so much more high. So um, and a lot of us moms might immediately jump and go, why? Where are you going? What do you need? To, you know, you know and, and now you 
created this distrust, this, mm. this anxiety, and and they're not going to be cooperative with you because you haven't made friends first. Mm. So instead of that, say you know, saying thank you for asking first, Samantha, my daughter, <laughs> <laughs> and then going into you know the next step. But if you take that breath and make friends first, you start to build that relationship. And I know it sounds ridiculously easy, but it's the hardest part. And it's the thing that we skip on the most. Wow. So powerful. Christine, this is gold. I know you got so much more to give us and we have this time window, but people can dive in even more Absolutely. with you. How do they stay connected? What are the next steps they can take with you, Christine? Awesome. Well, first of all, I just launched my website. Hi, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is com. Beautiful. So come, come on, uh, visit me there. And again, uh, many of you might be thinking, I can't start my website yet because I have to still have this, this, and that. Start with what you have and yep. keep building. And that's yep. what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm taking lessons from that. So the website, also on the website, if you subscribe to Wise Wednesdays, every mm -hmm. Wednesday I send out how to be confident, empowered, and lead from the heart. Really cool stuff. Yeah. I also, this week, have a best practice incentive on how to prevent fall off. And Ooh. I know that everybody's worst nightmare is call off. So um, that I'm on Facebook at Christine Trippy the White Pineapple. Okay. I'm I'm tweeting. I have no idea what I'm doing on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm there, oh and it's I think at White Pineapple. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. And I'm on the gram too. I'm on the gram. You're everywhere. The Wise Pineapple, that's where they can get a hold of you. Website, social media, all the goodness, all the greatness. Yes. And uh, they can get the book. Remind us the title of the book when it comes out. The book is Yes is the Answer. Yes. And it releases August 18th. Okay. It's now available for pre order on Amazon.com. Love it. And I'm having a big release party, big launch uh, book party. At the Chicago Marriott Northwest in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. <laughs> so come on, see me. Amazing. I love it. Christine, you're such a powerhouse. This energy, this aliveness, what you're bringing to the world is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing practical exercises that we can implement today, different ways to see the world, how we can start with making friends first. Like everything you shared today is so powerful. So I really Thanks. appreciate you. I know my audience loved it too. And everyone listening or watching or tuning in right now, definitely go to thewisepineapple.com. Connect with Christine. Let her know your biggest takeaways. She's so energized, so full of, of love and and just you're, you're just amazing. You're, you're just so juicy. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Such great practice for me. Yes. I love it. You're, um, this is just the beginning for you, and I'm yeah. so excited to be here with you, Christine. So keep shining your light. Keep sharing the message, and uh, keep doing your greatness, your purpose. You're living your purpose, girl. It's awesome. You too, sir. Thank Thanks. you. We'll see you soon, okay? <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self. 
Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. Thank you.